Welcome back to another edition of the Podmen. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Kevin. I'm PM, uh, Podman Ron. <laughs> Podman Ron. Kevin has really thrown you off, Podman Ron. What the hell is going on? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to, full disclosure, I've had like two margaritas today. <laughs> Mar- you had two margaritas? <laughs> and a whiskey. And a whiskey. So little, I may be a little, like, you know, relaxed. His okay. Cajun's coming out. His Cajun's showing. Yeah, his Cajun <laughs> is showing big in time with that margarita. Uh, well, just talk nice and loudly into your microphone, Podman Ron. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah um, let me crank your mic up just a tad. Hi. I'm good. All right, you good? You good? <laughs> Nothing wrong. Well, if it's not Podman Ron's margaritas, or margaritas is something. So, uh, yeah, the world uh, out of chaos. Came in, in 2021 came, the pod men came back with all four of us, including Alex. That was a rarity. Alex kind of dropped in and out every once in a while as school dictated. Uh, and we had a substitute with the, uh, pod mini or intern as he likes to be called, Jacob. Uh, Brian, we've got a new pod man here. Well, we have a special guest. A special guest. Okay. Yeah. We don't want to award him a pod man quite yet. He hasn't earned his stripes yet. No, d- b- barely. Not yes. yet. Uh, but Kevin uh, happens to be in the uh, studio, the Florida studios, right? And so we wanted to uh, invite him along. So welcome aboard, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, and Kevin, real quick, just to give our listener uh, uh, something to understand who you are. Does First of all, does our listener know Kevin already, Brian? Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> Okay, Kevin, we only have one listener, and it happens to be a relative of Brian, so I figured maybe he knew you. Uh, Out of all of us, Kevin, I think, has the most interesting job. Oh, shit, there's a bug here. Oh, fuck. Hold on. I wish it was an exterminator. Yeah. It's a bug. (laughs) Kevin, tell us a little bit about your job, and how could that help the pod men? Oh, two bugs. Oh, God. <laughs> it's too you know, I'm trying, well, Brian. I'm trying. It's, 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 well, I am not an exterminator. No. I'm actually a, tat- I'm a tattoo artist. And um, I'm not exactly sure how that would help the pod men, except for the fact that, well, it's an awesome job. So, Well, there you go. Uh, could, you, could you give all of us a pod man tattoo, if we so desire? We've got a logo. Can you put that logo I, on us? I can. I can and will. No, <laughs> that sounded more like a threat. But okay, that's fine. I can and I will do. If you can take a picture of it, we'll post it on our Instagram Podman. Okay, Ron. I'm taking a picture of it. It's a <laughs> oh my god! What a, I, I feel like he said more than one. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get a selfie when he takes a picture of the bug. Really? <laughs> oh, that's a fucking bug! Oh shit! It's moving still. Fuck. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's on the, it's on the, Do you know what kind of bug it is, Podman Ron? Uh, 
fucking cockroach, man. Okay, like cucaracha. All right. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> trying to get control of the show back. Uh, what's the what's the coolest or nerdiest tattoo you've been uh, requested to uh, put on someone? Good question. Oh, uh, I do tons of nerdy tattoos. I do a lot of uh, video game characters, comic book characters, uh, um, Star Wars tattoos. I've uh, done quite a few of those. Um, I'm a huge uh, Star oh, Wars fan God. myself. Oh, oh, it's still moving. Um, I have not done a La Cucaracha tattoo yet, but uh, oh. maybe Ron can get one of those. Podman Pod Ron. Ron. Sorry, sorry, I, I should have addressed him by his. <laughs> That's right. Strike number one. Strike number one. His preferred nomenclature. Podman Ron. I beg your forgiveness. Um, the- oh wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, We've been texted the photo of the of the roach. Okay. Uh, yep. I see it. That's that's, that's not too bad. Roach. That's not too bad though. Oh, it fucking left. God damn, where'd it go? Uh, anyway, Brian, have it you ever should, thought hold of? On, hold on, I need to make sure PMR is aware of this. They're notorious for crawling in your mouth while you sleep. Oh, fuck. don't tell me that. Especially if you're just knocked out and loaded, <laughs> you will never know. Never know the difference. <laughs> They're attracted to the margaritas. <laughs> they love margaritas. They love the salt. Margaritas, that was it. Uh, so, te- Kevin, I assume you have. A few tattoos. Most tattoo artists do. I'm, I'm making a wide assumption here. I, I do. I okay. Do. Uh, how many? Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> that is tough. I think I lost, Brad, I think I lost count at 50 something. Holy, holy smokes. That's, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian, yeah. I, I don't have any tattoos. Brian, do you? No, I don't. Podman Ron? No, I don't have any. I'm too chicken. <laughs> If you, if you were to get, if if Kevin said you have to get a tattoo other than a Podman logo, what what do you think you would get, Podman Ron? I think I'd get like uh, something really cool, like a tiger or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, from your old alma mater from high school. I think that'd be great. Uh, I didn't think about that, but yeah, I guess so. Pmr wow. said, "No, I don't have any." <laughs> <laughs> I don't have many. <laughs> a margarita. A tattoo of a margarita. Uh, Brian, Brian, do you have anything that you feel strongly about that you're like, I'd like to get a tattoo of that? I've thought about it. I have something in mind if I ever got it. But uh, I don't know if I want to divulge it. Okay. <laughs> People what is rather- it? It'd be a mashup of a few different, or of like two different uh, fandoms that I have. Oh, okay. G.I. Joe and uh, and Batman? No. Back to the Future and Batman? Nope. This uh, can just be the rest of the episode, Brad. This is, yeah. <laughs> and then Batman? And Mighty Ducks? Batman and Mighty Ducks? Batman? Cobra Kai? Uh, Jurassic Park and Transformers. Y'all see that big cockroach I just sent y'all a picture of? Yeah, see, you can send us another one. That's huge. My God, can you put your like hand next to it to get it so we can understand the size of it? Put a, yeah, put a dollar bill next to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a Batman. Uh, I, I could go yeah. with a Batman tattoo, a Batman logo. Is I'm, I'm assuming you, Brad and, and Brian and Kevin. I, wouldn't you want your own idea? Like, I mean, it would be cool to have a Batman or you know, or, or Superman logo because that's what you like. But wouldn't it be cool to have your own, like, you know, 
say if we if we created a logo for the pod then you we, have that. That's yeah. your own that's your own <sighs> brand. That's your own thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would like, you know. We could all get a, a, a tattoo of Crash. Yeah, Crash. The old Crash uh, store awesome. logo. You know what? You guys make fun of Crash, but Crash was fucking awesome. I never, I never made fun of cybernetic, Crash. Cybernetic, robotic, android. Superhero. Superhero. Crash. And I always said that it, it makes no sense that he's a robotic <laughs> android. No, he was alien. Yeah. He was. Oh, that's right. It was, it was a superhero, and you said, "Oh, he's a robotic alien." I'm like, he's a fucking alien. That's a robot. Of course. How, how do you... <laughs> an alien well, could have been Crash because no one knows what Crash is. Yeah, let's let's. Explain. Yeah, Crash was the at the old comic book store. Uh, at one time, we uh, Podman Ryan thought that we needed uh, a logo first of all, uh, as well we as. Needed- a, a mascot, so to speak, you a know, mascot, an yeah. icon for the uh, uh, for the uh, the store, and so we came up with Crash, uh, and he was uh, awesome a cool looking, looking sleek looking robot alien guy or something. And Brian, Brian, what what movie were you at that you did the <laughs> that you had Crash on the TV? Star Kid. <laughs> it was Star Kid. So the Regal Cinemas. Uh, Asked us, they had this movie coming out, and I think they knew it was a turd. So they asked us because it was supposed to be based on a comic book property. They wanted us to come set up a table, um, and like just you know, like advertise for the movie for the weekend. And so this was going to be this was our moment to shine. Yeah, yeah. And so Pilar uh, uh, dug through all the uh, the, do- the uh, dollar box books, loaded up a bunch of dollar box books. We were given a comics uh, free comic books and brad went in and he made a uh uh <laughs> effectively a screensaver because it was crash's head it yeah. crash's head and it kind of ping-ponged around look think about like a 90s window screensaver or well, yeah his head yeah his head kind of ju- moved around a little bit as if he were talking for, i will say for 90s technology that was pretty good actually it looked good and podman run you came into the studio to record well, that it, right to I did. Rec- it was racist coffee i wish we had the crash uh, yeah I've, it's, it's gone with my Bananarama cassette, I think, unfortunately. <laughs> anything, anything I've loaned to Podman Ron over the years suddenly just, it's like a Bermuda, the Smyrna black hole or something. I don't know. It's weird. It's the, uh, the crash recordings. That, they're like the, uh, they're like the holy grail of the Podman, the crash recordings. Oh, man. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, the crash's head kind of bobbed around, so it looked like he was a cybernet- cybernetic robotic alien superhero with Parkinson's. <laughs> he, he had his troubles, but we were pr- we were very proud of him. <laughs> well, well, so. let's tell you what we got. Uh, we're we're glad to have Kevin on board. Uh, let's just go straight into the news. We got a lot to talk about. And so you already mentioned it, or somebody mentioned it uh, already about GI Joe Snake Eyes. Uh, where did where the hell did this come out of, Brian? I know you're a big GI Joe fan and a big Snake Eyes fan. We got a Snake Eyes trailer. Who who was aware that this this movie was coming up? 
So I was aware. It was supposed to come out last uh, last year. But yeah, we're finally getting a trailer for it. Uh, and it's Snake Eyes Origins. So Hasbro is attempting to reboot the G.I. Joe universe. And Ooh. they're going with their most, most popular character and doing a origin film for him. And what did you think? You're the you're the big GI Joe fan here. What did you think? Were you happy about well, it? Well, I mean, it looks fine. It looks good. What, Ron? I was gonna say, what was your thought on it? Well, <laughs> Pod, Podman Ron interrupts your answer to ask you the same question. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! What did you think? <laughs> so, uh, all right. So here's the deal, and it's pretty cool. Uh, the they did like a featurette to accompany the trailer and they focused heavily on Larry Hama, which Larry Hama is the one that basically created the GI Joe universe in the eighties and still writes the book to this day. Oh wow. And so they're really saying, Hey, look, this is the GI Joe, you know, this is the GI Joe, you know, we've gone back to basics because this is not snake eyes origin. What they're really saying is, uh, there's a lot of Snake Eyes didn't get an origin until like uh, there was an issue called the Silent Interlude, and it was issue number 21 I got of that. the GI Joe comic. Yep. In Silent Interlude, they originally had another story like plotted, and something happened with the with the artist. And Larry Hama said, because he was an artist as well, he said, "I'll just do it. I'll just do it." And they had they had a crunch, but they didn't have time to send the book off for lettering or word bubbles or anything. So he made it a silent issue. So there's no words in the book at all. It's all just like a silent film. Mm-hmm. And it's easily the most popular uh, and, and famous comic from the G.I. Joe line. Easily the most popular. And what happens is, up to that point, Snake Eyes was just like a commando. And then the origin of Snake Eyes in the, in, the, in the figure line was they had, I think it was uh, seven figures. And when they went to go and put them in production, the the manufacturer said, "Look, uh, here's your. Uh, if you want to do all these colors on the figures, it's going to be more money." And so somebody at Hasbro said, "All right, well, what if we had one figure that was had no color whatsoever? Just make one kick figure, just a just a black costume, no color whatsoever, and then use that paint." Um, or the paint that was going to go on, the, uh, on that figure to make the other figures look better. And so that's where he came from, is like they just they just made him black out of necessity, and he was just a commando. He didn't come with a sword or anything like that. He just came <laughs> with a machine gun, a machine gun and like a, a, and a munitions bag. <clears throat> and then at Silent Interlude, they decided uh, the storyline was there was a ninja on the Cobra side named Storm Shadow. And they decided that they were they were going to make a, a, a yin and yang. Storm Shadow's white, Snake Eyes' costume is black. Uh, they they're now they're saying Snake Eyes is actually a ninja. Um, and Scarlet's been kidnapped. Snake Eyes uh, rescues her. And at the end of the issue, uh, um, Snake Eyes gets slashed on on his arm, and you see he has this this uh, six or eight barred tattoo on his on his forearm. And Storm Shadow is standing there, and the wrappings are coming off his arm, and you can see he has the same tattoo. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, whoa. And I think it was issue 25 is when they actually gave them an origin. And the origin is just basically they were um, they were in the same military um, unit, um, and 
became friends. Uh, Snake Eye or Storm Shadow's name is uh, Tommy Arashikage, and he's a part of a ninja clan. Well, he brought Snake Eyes, who we've never known who's, what his name is. He brought Snake Eyes into the clan, uh, and their their master was called the Blind Master. Somebody kills the Blind Master, and Tommy thinks it was Snake Eyes that did it. No, I'm sorry, flip that. Snake Eyes thinks no, that was that's right. Tommy thinks Snake Eyes killed him, and so how many uh, Morgan that, readers have you had tonight, Brian? Uh, none. Uh-huh. So, but that's that's all the story. That's the entire story. And so, they're making this movie. So now they've brought in the Yakuza and the Rashikage are are like, you know, some sort of like you know force for good. And that's where the story is. We have seen Scarlet's going to be in the movie, and obviously Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes will be in the movie. We don't know who else is going to be in the movie, but. I say all that to say they're basically they're they're focusing on Larry Hama because because Snake Eyes doesn't have a huge origin story, so they're filling in all this extra stuff to try and build the universe, kind of like they did with the Bumblebee movie a few years back, and so. and succeeded in killing the Transformers franchise once again. Ke- Kevin, are you 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 said you had the book? Are you a big uh, GI Joe or Snake Eyes fan? Uh, actually, I am. Snake Eyes is actually my favorite character from the uh, GI Joe verse. Um, and, uh, um, yes, I, I actually don't have that book, but I have had some of the different comics throughout the years. And have you ever been Uh, requested to, uh, draw a snake eyes tattoo? Um, no, I have not. Uh I have done, I have done, um, uh, I don't think I'm trying to remember if I've done any, I don't think I've done a GI Joe tattoo. Maybe if you get Brian, get a couple of margaritas and Brian, you can do one. (laughs) Do one. Uh, I think Snake Eyes would be high on the list, right, Brian? Or the Arashikage symbol. I can't believe you haven't done one of those, Kevin. Um, I have not. I have not done that. I've done uh, some Naruto symbols. You know, uh, a lot of those. A lot of Naruto. Uh, Podman Ron, are you still with us here? Are you still on co- Cockroach Hunt? I'm good. All right. <laughs> what do you What do you think, just real quick, about uh, G.I. Joe franchise? Could care less, or sure, hey, why not? What? I kind of envied, like, Brian that kept up with the G.I. Joe stuff from the 80s and the 90s because, you know, there was a couple of issues, like the the silent issue he talked about. I actually bought that issue when it was over at our old comic shop, Benny's, back in the day. I bought that issue, and uh, um, I don't know. I always liked G.I. Joe. I liked the uh, – what I thought was the storyline and the canon and all that, you know, it was pretty good storytelling. I mean, and I bought a couple of issues as time would go by, but with as as if anything, I would just like uh, would drop it, you know, because you know I, I wasn't really into it too much, and uh, the stories were good, but you know, money and everything back back in the day, I just uh, you know that was the one thing I I I didn't keep up with, but. Well, <clears throat> if you still have that book, it's about an $800 book now. Oh, shit. I, I probably still have it somewhere. I mean, that was a cool book. I mean, that was a really cool book. And, uh, you know, I, I can remember as a, I mean, at the time was a teenager, probably 13, 14, maybe 15, that I did buy the, the first Snake Eyes figure that came out back in the day. And I have that figure. 
somewhere. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. That was a cool book. A, a Storm Shadow was a cool book. Always liked the the uh, GI Joe line. I liked Larry Larry Hama. You know, he was the he's pretty pretty much the guy who created all of that. And you know, he created all the personalities of the, each character. And I'm a very character driven person. And uh, you know, that's what makes GI Joe. You know what it is. It's not the storytelling; it's the characters of it. So. Well, and I've said, you know, if there's a studio, if there's a property that could potentially rival like Marvel or have that rich of a like an IP, you know, um, canon that sort of thing, it's GI Joe because I mean, uh, you got. And I agree with you, but my and I, and I envy you because you really kept up with it, and it's really cool to go to to your place and see all the GI Joe stuff that you have and that you've collected over the years. It's really, really cool. Um, cause you collected all the eighties and nineties stuff. Um, and it's really cool. What's disappointing is that I feel like they've dropped the ball on that because they really could have had a really cool franchise over the years with GI Joe. And I feel like the studios have always failed in doing so. I mean, the first movie was okay. The second movie was total shit. Um, and you know, I, I hope the Snake Eyes kind of does anything, but I wasn't really impressed with the trailer, to be quite honest. I mean, it felt like a Fast and the Furious ripoff with the the rap music and the the stuff. It, it, you, you saw his helmet only. I know it's an origin story, but you only saw his helmet for a brief minute. I don't know. It just looked. I don't know. It wasn't anything that would excite me on anything. And, well, and, and here's, I, you, I agree with you. I, I think the canon and, and the uh, the mythology of GI Joe is there that they built up from the '80s is there, but no one knows how to do anything with it. Or I wish they would put someone in charge that could do something with it, but I don't think they will. But that's just my opinion. All right. Well, hey, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Snake Eyes finally coming out sometime later this year, right, Brian? Uh, October, yeah. All right, yeah, October. Uh, what else we got in the news? Uh, another thing I think that, uh, just to get Podman Ron stirred up a little bit, uh, Mara Jade, uh, Brie Larson has come out saying that, hey, she wants to be the most powerful Jedi ever in all uh, of all time. Is that who she's supposed to be? Is Brie Larson supposed to be Mara Jade? That's the speculation, yes. That's uh, the speculation. Uh, and who, uh, Kevin, do you know who Mara Jade is? You, you're talking about Star Wars, right? Yes. Tell yes, us who right Mara Jade is. Oh, Lord. Okay. No, you're, 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 okay. Mm, she was the, in the, in the books, she was the, uh, Luke's wife, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Yeah, if, she was the, the hand of the emperor. Oh, the hand of the emperor. But yes, didn't she turn out to become she Luke's turned, wife? She turned, yeah. Yeah, she yes. turned. And yes. But yes, 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 she did eventually. Uh, she, she was a, she was a Jedi in her own right, though. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. And so she turned. She felt. She saw Luke. Fell in love and said, "Oh my God, this is the most handsomest man in the universe." Somehow or another, she's a. Yeah, I'm not sure it's exactly like that. But, yeah. And uh, and she looked enough like uh, like Leia's sister for yes. You know, to get Luke, uh, <laughs> Luke's engine running. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, so so rumor is is that Brie Larson will be Mara Jade probably on TV in one of the shows. 
or we don't know quite yet. It's it's yeah. That see that's where it gets all weird because uh, if you're gonna make her Luke's wife, is she gonna be kissing a CGI head <laughs> and like you know the whole uh, uncanny valley issue going on? Maybe. Or are they actually gonna cast somebody as Luke? Are they actually gonna pull the trigger and make Sebastian Stan? Sebastian Luke Stan. I don't know. I don't want to do that. Be honest with you. You, you don't want Sebastian Stan no, as a middle-aged uh, Luke. No, I don't like recasting as characters. I mean, move on. I mean, it's over. It's done. They fucking failed. They should have done Mara <laughs> Jade, um, The Force Awakens, and all that. They should have done that then. But they failed. They fucked up. And move on. It's time time to move past all that. Yeah, well, but maybe they they want to go on a course correction here because they've got this uh, some newfangled guy is going to be in charge of kind of directing the Star Wars universe now, right? This guy from uh, Mandalorian and Bad Batch and all this stuff, right? Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. So he's going to be kind of the showrunner, so to speak, of Star Wars universe. Yeah, yeah. He's the uh, executive story. Oh man, what is the uh, what's his title? Creative director, uh, the executive like creative, yeah, the executive creative director, which everybody was clamoring for. You know, uh, there was reports about a year, year and a half ago that uh, they that Lucasfilm or Disney offered J.J. Uh, Abrams like the keys to to uh, Star Wars, and he turned it down. And that, and so there's there's reports, you know, hot and heavy coming in that Kathleen Kennedy was being you know demoted or fired, or she was going to be leaving. They didn't come true. Uh, but what everybody wanted, even when they were suggesting J.J. Abrams, everybody was clamoring for Dave Filoni to be the guy because there's pro- there's nobody that knows Star Wars in and out other than George Lucas. That uh, and, and Filoni was the guy that George Lucas basically, you know, christened because he's the one he put in charge of Clone Wars in the in the mid 2000s when that show came out. So he's been the guy in the background for. 15 years. All right. So we're, we're going to have to trust him that he either uh, casts uh, Brie Larson in a very small role, or maybe the whole thing is just speculative and nothing's going to come out of it. Possibly. And you know what else is interesting about this is it took uh, John Favreau to to basically push Filoni in, you know, finally get him over that hurdle. Because you wouldn't have had Mandalorian. Filoni couldn't, they wouldn't have given uh, Mandalorian to Filoni if it wasn't for um, Favreau. Uh, Favreau, right? And the, But now they realize, wait a minute, we've had this guy this whole time. He knows what he's doing. Right, and our knows the whole time. Didn't need John Favreau whatsoever, did we? That's right. What a hack. What a hack. Uh, other thing, uh, big news is uh, the big uh, home of Zack Snyder's Justice League, Warner Media. Uh, being sold off by AT&T over to Discovery Channel or Discovery Networks to form a yet-to-be-named new media giant out there. Uh, so maybe this means uh, what to DC? Maybe more DC stuff? Maybe less? Who knows, right? Who knows? Yeah, it's interesting. It's like $43 billion is what it's being sold for. Like, who the hell knew that many people watch Shark Week? Yeah, yeah, like it's does, Shark Week and Puppy Bowl. They're great, great shows. Yeah. How does how does Discovery have that much money? <laughs> well, they are a global company. They do have some sports rights overseas and stuff like that. They 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 make some money, evidently. Forty three billion dollars for what? Billion dollars, yeah. 
The war? Yeah. Did so, That's fucked up. Yeah, the question is, what's going to happen with... Uh, I mean, I don't. Uh, the intellectual properties uh, of DC are, you know, they're always going to be valuable. The question is, are they? Go- it's almost like they've gotten so big now. They, uh, you'd almost think they have to like get smaller with the individual properties. Hmm. When you think, Brad, like like Discovery's so big, and Warner's so big, they almost have to now kind of compartmentalize a little bit to keep everything in order. Uh, maybe, maybe. I would think, which might be a good thing. Well, the, right. the next year will be telling of what happens to uh, these properties. Uh, but in the meantime, we do have uh, a new Batman cartoon, a new Superman cartoon, a new Super uh, Dog or Justice League Pets cartoon. I think Batmobile's getting his own cartoon. So uh, Everybody's getting a cartoon. Everybody's you know getting a cartoon. Uh, on the uh, Super Pets cartoon, do you know who's voicing uh, Crypto, PMR? Who gives a shit? Oh, uh, wow. Might. Isn't it, isn't it, you might. Isn't it... Uh, um, the Rock. Yeah, The Rock. Is the Rock. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Now, a year ago, you would have been. You loved The Rock. Now you're. You, we're we're seeing the The Rock deteriorate a little bit in your eyes. I think you've mentioned. He's too much everywhere. Too much everywhere. All right. He's too much everywhere. <laughs> God, this. I know. It's <laughs> we've all fallen quite a, a large fall from. From Grace here. Uh, Nancy makes her margaritas stiff. Yes, then you're going to come. Oh, and enjoy them. Oh, did you have Manwich with those margaritas? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Brian, I don't know if you have anything to say. I know you're looking forward to the Friends reunion coming up on HBO Max. Hey, 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 let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what the segue was for. Good job. Good job, <laughs> I'd be Brad. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to talk about it, Podman Ron? I would. I think, you know what? I was not looking forward to any of that because I thought, okay, that's stupid. Because if, what's a fringe reunion if it's not, you know, like in the character, you know, like they weren't playing the the characters that they Right, right. The They're just the actors, but, yeah. But actually, I saw that trailer and I, you know what? I, 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 Teared up a little bit. Oh my like, gosh! Oh God, you know, How many margaritas did you have before? Back in the 90s, you know, yeah. Back in the day, you know. I mean, I, and I'm actually, uh, I'm hooked. I want to see that. Wow! I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that's great, uh, Kevin. Were you a big Friends fan back in the day? Actually, I was not. I think I'm one of the very few people that is never a big fan. Well, I, rem- uh, I remember watching I it. Back in the day, but I I don't think I can watch a full episode nowadays. I think it'd turn my stomach. So I'll I'll probably watch the the reunion out of curiosity, but uh, to watch a full normal episode, I don't think I can do it. Brian, we'll call you out, Brian. Yes, I'm gonna call you out, Brian, if you say any bullshit, because Brian, I know for a fact you watched it. Brad, I don't know if you watched it or not, but. It's a good show. I don't, you know, it's a good show. I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah. it's a good show. It's a good show. I mean, <laughs> okay. no, 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 no. I'm just saying that, you know, everybody like wants to shit on friends right now because, you know, it's everybody's all into friends, but it was a funny show back in the day and it still holds up pretty much. I mean, it's nineties and it's dated, but it's still, it's still funny. I mean, 
you know. So, so don't don't shit on friends. Okay, I mean, don't shit on your friends. Good advice. Oh, friends, shit on friends. Brian, uh, evidently you were a big fan back in the day. For my, yeah, you heard. don't shit on friends, Brian. I wasn't. I wasn't. Okay. I was going to say I, I've watched every episode. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, That's the I, Jack I Daniels like talking. There, it's. A, I know, man. <laughs> Jack Daniels is <laughs> Jack Daniels is he's the fifth pod man. <laughs> what I what I was gonna say was there is like a time capsule like component to it. I've got to be in the right mood to enjoy it. I feel like now I get it, um, yeah. but yeah, because it's like it's like uh, yeah. And there was a moment in time it was the most popular show in the world. Uh, but it does. Watching now feels kind of dated. But if I'm in dated. the right mood, if I'm in the right mood, you know, you get that the nostalgic factor, the nostalgic factor, kind of kicks into. But but so. two things that uh, it is dated. It is, but and like Seinfeld, but it is funny. I mean, it's funny writing. I mean, it's funny. Like you don't have to, you know, worry about. You know, they make a gay joke. It's funny. They make a retarded <laughs> joke. It's funny. I mean. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. them making those jokes. <laughs> no, they always did. They this always where we're at right now. Always right now, you cannot make a joke on anything. But Friends and Seinfeld and all that made fun of all of that. Yeah, and it was I... because that's just what it was. But I don't know. Hey, don't know. Hey, Brian, don't <laughs> act like you don't remember the episode—the one where the retard came to visit. You remember know, that I episode? Guess... Well, I mean. Hey, come on, like friends made fun of. You remember the uh uh what was the Velvet Fog, the Mel Torbay when where that was Seinfeld paper was retarded. That was Seinfeld, you know? yeah. That was yeah, Seinfeld, I mean yeah. that was a funny classic episode. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. We that made fun friends. of that stuff back then, you know? I mean and friends is constantly making fun of gay thing. You know, they don't want to be considered gay, so they'd always make fun of that. I mean <laughs> what I do you remember this ever happening, Brad? I, I can honestly say I do not remember anything really about Friends other than, you know, Rachel and Ross were together. They weren't together. They're I together. Mean, they're not together. They, they constantly were talking about, you know, we're like always not making fun of friend, uh, gays, but like, you know, they don't want to. They didn't want to <laughs> the, the gays. <laughs> this episode, much like the crash recordings, we lost the time. I know, uh, Kevin. There, Kevin. There's a reason why we don't disclose last names here. It's, yeah. Oh no, no! I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, you're just saying. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, absolutely. I really I don't. Mean, every- <laughs> Kevin, has anybody ever asked you to? There's no comedy anymore. You cannot make fun of anybody anymore. That's it. You're you're I mean, you're right about that. Yeah. You cannot even make fun of fat people anymore because now it's considered fat, you know, fat shaming. So, yeah. fuck. You don't got nothing to make fun of anymore. Just the Nazis. <laughs> you know, you have nothing to make fun of because now that's like, you know, they're just mean. So, you can't really make fun of them. They're just mean. Uh. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Hey, maybe you ought to get one of the. You're in your Starbucks by any chance, are you, Podman Ron? Maybe you need a Starbucks with a couple of Splendas in there, five or six, maybe. <laughs> I'm in. No, go ahead. I'm talking. Yeah, don't put him in a car, Brad. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Uh, don't put you in the car, or else you could end up just like one of our good friends. Oh. 
we're going to tell you. Just hold on. Uh, well, recently, <laughs> someone who died, uh, I don't think he died of a car wreck, but let's just say it was drunk driving. No, let's not say it was that. Charles Grodin uh, from uh, all your favorite comedies of the 70s and 80s. Like- 89 years old. Fuck. He yeah, awesome. he, had, he had a good run. Seems like old times. That was a classic, right? Everybody watched that a million times on cable. Oh, Midnight Run? Midnight Run, okay. And you got a retro I'll be review of that. Guys, I cannot, I cannot remember any fucking movie I ever saw Charles Grodin in. Wow. But I know back in like the 70s and 80s, he was in like a shitload of movies. And then he just like fell off the face of the earth. And then he he died. died. He (laughs) fell off the earth and he kept tumbling until he died. In the early to mid-90s, he had a show on CNN. I never had a talk show. But you know what? I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm happy. Because he was fucking like, he's probably rich. He lived out his life being happy (laughs) and didn't have to do anything. Yeah. Happy for Charles Groden. Yeah, you, that's no lie. Uh, Is it Groden or Broden? Uh, Broden. Charles Broden. Charles Broden. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite Charles Broden movies, of course, was Seems Like Old Times with Chevy Chase. Are you and Chris Broden or is it Groden? What Charles is it, Brian? It's, Kevin, do you know? It's, it's Groden. Oh, okay. Groden? All right, so Chevy Chase, Golden Hawn, Charles Grodin, seems like old time, fantastic movies. One of my favorite Charles Grodin hidden gems is Clifford with Martin Short and Mary Steinberg, whatever. Steinberg. Steinberg. But that's that's one of my classic uh, Charles Grodin hidden gems. Um, So, uh, Kevin, do you have a a favorite Charles Grodin story that you'd like to tell? Uh Actually, I, I do not. I'm no. I'm so sorry. I'm terrible at this tonight. Um, no, I, I couldn't think of a single thing. I'm like Ron, and I haven't had any margaritas. But uh, I wish I had now. Oh, I wish he, I had now. He's like, I wish I would have had it before I, on the podcast. before I said I would do the podcast. All right. Well, uh, very good. So on from uh, the death of Charles Grodin, who will be missed to what he die of? Ah, uh, just marrow cancer. Yeah, old age, bone marrow cancer, bone marrow cancer stuff bone like that. Cancer. I thought it was tumbling off the face of the earth. He, he, he was still tumbling for years. Where's the last time? Someone look up on his IBD. Yep, that's it. When is last? Is IBDDD? What was the last movie? I'm looking it up. It had to be like 2010 or something because that fucker hadn't been around in years. We uh, you know, he was also in uh, King Kong, right? In the uh, 70s. Uh, Dino, yeah, Dino, he was. Yeah. Oh, back in the, yeah, the 70s. Like, I mean, he yeah. was in An Imperfect Murder in 2017. It's a, really? film, a film with Alec Baldwin. Oh, I've never even heard of that movie. Well, it got a 3.1. The Beethoven movies? <laughs> yeah, the Beethoven movies? The Great Muppet Caper? Yeah. Everybody was in that. Lonely guy with Steve Martin. That nobody ever heard of. Heaven the can Muppet wait. Caper too, he, he was the main guy. He was the villain. He went out on bottom. <laughs> he was even in Rosemary's Baby. So, yeah, he did fine. Podman rides right. Don't really don't shed a tear for him. He did fine. I'm, I'm happy for him, but he checked out. All right. Well, 
87-some years old? Yep. 86. Good for him. I mean, that's good. I mean, it seems like he's enjoyed his life's life. It does seem that way since we just rattled off a bunch of stuff without actually talking about his his actual life. But it does seem like he had a good life. So uh, congratulations to Charles Grodin. So from Charles Grodin being dead to a whole army being dead. That was the wrong thing. Here's the movie thing. I think I may have had a few margaritas myself. Uh, uh, Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead on Netflix. Uh, Podman Ron, you said you haven't watched it. Kevin, Brian? I have not watched it yet. We haven't had time. So, uh, <sighs> you haven't had time. Yeah. We'll hold that till next Friday. We'll hold it till next Friday. It was all right. I have also not watched it because uh, same thing. I haven't had time. I've been visiting the Florida uh, vis- visiting in the Florida studio, preparing for this moment. Well, you you guys did a banter a banner job preparing for tonight's podcast. Since you're so busy, you can't watch a movie. That's great. Congratulations. Great job. All right. Well, if if we are going to review Army of the Dead, then that that means we have to go straight to the streaming wheel. And ugh. Podman Ron, tell us what you think about Map of Tiny Perfect Things. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you, and I may cry a little bit because this movie was very sentimental to me. Wow. So tell I, I know absolutely nothing about it, as probably most of the world. Uh, so you're going to have to tell us a little bit about what this movie is. This movie was like a, a very deeper Groundhog Day. It was very, uh, I mean, like they really, it was it's the same principle on Groundhog Day where you know, the guy wakes up, he keeps reliving his life, the one day of his life. And then he meets a girl who, who is li- reliving the same day. I mean, they're both in this, stuck in this loop, in this time anomaly. And uh, <laughs> there are so many layers to this movie. I mean, there's just so many, like, like I, this, is, this is life is what I'm thinking about. I don't know. I'm drunk. <laughs> no, what, what happened to the what happened to the review? God, I hit this over when I talked about this. Anyway, this movie is like incredible. I mean, it's I don't want you to say it's slow. It's very sad. Yeah. But very uplifting. Okay. And it's very uh, eye opening. And if you, if you're in our age, I think if you're like out, if you're under thirty, I don't think you would get it. But I think if you're like forty or above, I think you would actually like see the different layers of this movie. Wow, of what they're trying to tell people. You so, you almost sound like Alex talking about all these layers of this movie. You're sound very no, no. You know me. I'm not really into law. Business. I know. That's why I'm surprised. I, yeah, I'm not really into this stuff. But being a, a man of of, of <laughs> Advanced, advanced age, yeah, exactly. Elderly. I mean, I, where I am in my life, I mean, this movie is very. Uh, wow, you guys really need to watch it to see what it really means. I mean, there. Uh, kudos to these people who wrote this movie because I mean, well, t- tell us a little bit Do, who directed it and starred in it and all that stuff. I have you know? no idea. No, no, no idea. idea. So no one. We all I know is I will say that the both the leads, the male and the female, are absolutely fantastic in this movie. I mean, fantastic. And 
there's a little geekum to them because you know there's there's some shout outs to the Back to the Futures. There's shout outs to Nerdism. There's shout outs to you know Groundhog Day. But this movie is much more grounded in reality, not reality, but like, you know, it's very deep and it's very philosophical. And I, I loved it. I mean, wow. really, it's it's like a life changing movie if you're a, a person my age. I mean, it really is. I mean, just life changing. Yeah, it so you- really is. I, I, it's a very. The only, my only issues with this movie would be that there's a twist. It's not really a twist. It's a twist to me. If you're paying attention, it's a twist. But for the everyday person, if you're just watching the movie, you probably wouldn't really think of it as a twist. But there's a twist at it. I mean, okay. at the at the at the you know, at the third act. Okay. Um, it's a, it's an incredible movie. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm not being, I'm no. not just saying that because I'm maybe a little intoxicated. Yeah, no, I can I'm, tell you're sincere about this. Really? It really had an effect on me guys. I mean, I'm really, I'm, and y'all shouldn't really watch it. Well, I mean, with that, the, the overall <laughs> synopsis, with the synopsis and description of what actually occurs in the movie that you've given, how can we not watch it? Not not watch it. I mean, this is this no, is fantastic. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you if you read the synopsis, you think of it's it's a science fiction type movie, and it is. But there's the deeper layers to the movie, and if you're if you're into wanting to discover deeper layers like that. That's is, it's a, it's an uh, incredible movie. I mean, is someone getting mauled at, in the uh, Florida studio? By the way, say what? It sounded like someone was getting mauled in the Florida studio. It does sound like it, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's very deep layers in this movie, okay. and and uh, I, I actually, it was it was an eye opener. I mean, it really was. I mean, I'm not saying that because I watched it a couple of days ago when I was sober. Okay, and, that's uh, what's going to be my next question. All right. No, no, I watched it a couple of days ago when I was sober, and I actually teared up. I mean, it was, it's, it's not only sci-fi and it's good, and you're, it's like a mystery of why they're stuck in this loop, but it's the this whole why they're in this loop and the the philosophical reason they're in this loop and what this loop means is. Uh, it's kind of an eye opener. You don't really think about things. Well, I'm and then, I'm intrigued. And then, and then at one part, you think when it kind of reveals what you think is what it is, and I'll just go ahead and say it. No like small moments in life that you see. You know, just think if you're living the same day every day, every day, and you see the same exact things that happen every day, every day, and then you, and out of those that same day you think of the small little wacky things that happened that day. Like someone gets hit in the head with a ball and that's funny. And that's a, you know, once in a lifetime thing that you see, it's it's that one little moment in time that you see. And, and, and you think halfway through the movie, that's what it's about. And then it goes on a whole different thing of what it really is about. And okay. all these little small moments that it really creates, 
you know, you look at your life that, God, I'm really going into a weird, weird tangent, but this is what this movie does is you, you go through life and you got these small moments. You, you, I mean, we, we go through 90% of our day, nothing. I mean, we, we're just waiting for the next day. And there may be like 5% something that will stand out in a day. But just think if you have to live that same day over and over, how all this other stuff will stand out okay. that you never notice or never know. It's really, uh, it's really right. an incredible movie. And it really makes you think about life and about what you're doing and what you're, you know, getting involved in life and so sitting on the sidelines and doing nothing. And, uh, uh, it was an incredible movie. I mean, I don't so, know who wrote this movie, but like, <laughs> yeah, we, no one knows. No one knows. Hey, no, uh, I'm mean, honest to God. I, I mean, it, it was incredible. I, I'd give it a five out of five. That's what I was getting heart. at. A five out of five. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's, I'd give it a five out of five. I mean, it's like I said, the transitions on it. You know, it's not like a, a Back to the Future fun movie, but. It's a mystery, and then would, if you really want to get philosophical and deep in a movie, I mean, this is a really good movie to get into. I mean, it's because because both the lead characters are like teenagers, so it's kind of you get the fun aspect of it, but it, you know, it gets it really gets involved in, really deep into it. So, all right, I, well, you've convinced me. It. You've convinced yeah. me. I will definitely check it out. Uh, uh, Brian, Brian and Kevin, has, has Podman Ryan's review convinced you to give uh, give this a check out? Actually, it has. I am. Wow. I am actually sold. I'm a. I, w- I, I will watch this now. Honest to God, guys. I, honest. You know, you guys are both in the right age and everything, but you would probably be a little sad about it because it's uh, it's really a cool movie. And I don't know. Like I said, I, I wasn't drunk when I watched it, I, and I was like sad from it. I mean, happy and sad. And uh, for movie, melancholia. You know, I, and we talked about this last week or the week before last. That you know, our movies and stuff have been we've been so inundated, and uh, I don't know what the term I'm looking for. We've had a lot of yeah, a <laughs> lot of superhero movies and just crap. I mean, not crap, but it's just superhero movies that when a movie like this comes along and then you can just like think about things that you never really think about. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I don't know. This is, this is a really good movie. I think 20 years ago or 30 years ago, this movie would have been like really a big movie, but you know, with everything that, you know, that's thrown at us today, it's probably just going to get lost in the shuffle, but. It's a really good movie. I, I definitely recommend it. All right, I, I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm with Kevin. You've sold me, and maybe you know maybe if I can keep you on this train, I can get you to watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind as well. It's talking about you know memories and reliving things in the past and stuff like that. So uh, oh, I may be able it. to get you to talk you into that. But before that, can you give us a replacement on Amazon Prime? Do you have a movie picked out? I didn't think about that. Let me look. Let me look. While he looks, can I? Uh, I want to add something to what he was saying. Please. Have, has anybody has anybody uh, seen the stage play, or, or I don't know if they've made a movie of it, but uh, Our Town by uh, Thornton Wilder? No, no, I have not. Nope. All right, so it came out in the in the early 1900s uh, or 1938, I guess. But it's basically it follows like this small town 
and it's three acts. And one of the main characters is uh, Emily Gibbs. And what happened? It, it starts when she's a child, and then it shows when she first gets married. And then the third act starts in the cemetery, and somebody in the town has died. And then you find out a lot of the people that you met in the first two acts, how they died, and that sort of thing in the cemetery. And their ghosts are there. Uh, and the reveal is that that Emily's died, like in childbirth. Oh, oh man. And uh, uh, so she's talking to, like, the other ghosts in the cemetery while they're having her funeral. And they tell her, you know, she can go back and relive any moment she wants to, but it's better to just forget it and move on. And so, no, 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 she wants to go back to a happy day, and she picks her 12th birthday. And uh, basically, it turns super sad because she realizes, you know, at this point, her life's over. Um, shoot, excuse me. Um, but, uh, and the, the whole moral of it is, you know, uh, all these small moments that happen to us on a daily basis, and we're too too busy or too distracted to yeah. actually really appreciate them and live yeah. in and relish in those moments. And it kind of, that, that always stuck with me. I think I saw it like in, in middle school or something, but it always stuck with me because they're telling her, they're like, she's like, Oh, you know, I want to go back to a happy day. And they're like, no, don't pick a boring day. Pick a, pick a, just a regular old day. Don't pick, you know, don't pick some, you know, uh, some, and she goes, no, 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 I want a happy day. My, my 12th birthday was a happy day. And she tries to go back to it and, and she can't enjoy it because she realizes very quickly that, she perceived it as a happy day, but there were so many things that happened that she never really got the time to enjoy or, or focus on or that sort of thing. And all the people that, that you know that were there at her twelfth birthday that had passed, that had died and moved on, and yeah, it, it quickly turns tragic because that moment she she can't truly enjoy it, and and when she did live it, she didn't enjoy it to its fullest then either. So, all right. That's- well, yeah, Kevin. I'm sorry you joined us on a very melancholia-filled episode of the Podman here, but uh, glad to have you on board. Podman Ron, do you have a replacement here? Yes, Saint Maud, S A I N T. Oh, a horror movie. A U D. A newly devout hospice nurse becomes obsessed with saving her dying patient's soul, but sinister forces. And her own sinful past threatens to put an end to her holy calling. There you go. Okay. That, that sounds pretty good. It's, I think it's kind of a, a horror-ish movie. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, let's... Uh, uh, yes? Somebody, Maury Ford Clark and some other people. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Let's, uh, I, let's give it a spin here and see who... Is going to be watching maybe St. Mark. All right, let's see who we land on. Ah, look at this. This we haven't had this one in a while. All the Podmen. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so Podman Ron, you got to watch another lousy movie. No, the last movie was really good. Okay. I'm not thinking about it right now. Be honest with you. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see what movie we're gonna watch, shall we? Let's give the uh, give the guy a spin here. Where's Saint Maud? It's on here. Okay. And it looks like King of Staten Island. Has- hey, that's 
fun to watch that. So that's not a bad deal. Okay. I actually wanted to see that. All right. Very good. Okay, good. So, uh, we got our homework cut out for us. Assignment for next week. Uh, and Kevin, if you're in the studio, uh, maybe you can watch. Have you seen King of Staten Island yet? Uh, I have not. It's Pete not. Davidson. He's got a shitload of tattoos. Oh, right? There you go. See? Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. All right. What, uh, what else do we got to talk about here? Uh, Brian, I think you wanted to, uh, uh, to do a little retro review. You got that? All right, let's hit the music. All right, Brian, you've got a retro review for us, uh, a timely one, <laughs> with our, our good friend Charles Broden. Broden. Oh, Groden. Groden. Is he dead? Yeah, he died the other day. Oh, poor fucker. Fell off Don't the Don't you remember the beginning of the, com- the uh, podcast? Is it Groden or Broden? Groden. Groden. Remember, he tumbled off the face of the earth. Yes, he just fell right off. Was he in Beethoven? Yes, we we talked about that about an hour ago. Yeah, he was in Beethoven and uh, a lot of wacky comedies like that. The Great Muppet Caper. Yeah, Great Muppet Caper 2. Why did he quit doing movies? He did. Because he died. He was in a movie in 27. (laughs) Well, yes. That's why he doesn't do them anymore. But he was in 2017. That's like four years ago, though. It wasn't even a popular movie. No, he was 86. He was 82 when when he was in that movie. God damn, he's old. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, yeah. Uh, so Brian, Midnight Run. This was one uh, from the 80s. 80s. Yeah, yes, yeah. right. Yeah, I believe it was like I think it was 89. All right. So who was in uh, who was in this blockbuster with uh, Charles Grodin? Uh, Robert De Niro. A little actor named Robert De Niro. Interesting. Okay, tell it. Give us a review. So yeah, Midnight Run. Uh, it's an excellent film. Right. It's uh, basically uh, uh, Robert De Niro plays a, uh, a bounty hunter that works uh, for a bail bonds company. Uh, sorry, I'm stood up. <laughs> so. Uh, he works for a bell bonds company, and um, Charles Grodin's character has embezzled a bunch of money from a Chicago mafia boss and given it to charity. Well, it just so turns out that that um, De Niro got run out of Chicago by the same mafia boss. And so De Niro, who is now in L.A., gets sent to New York to find Grodin and bring him back uh for his for his hearing, or else the bail bonds company will lose like four hundred thousand dollars. But uh, and quickly they uh, they get, he gets him on a plane and they get kicked off the plane because Groden says that he has a panic attack and can't fly, and so they throw him off the plane. Uh, then the tra- and so they try to take a bus, they try to take a train, they try to t- they try to take a, a, a rental car. Uh, a buddy but comedy ensues. A buddy comedy ensues with a road trip across the U.S. Uh, and. Charles Grodin plays this really he's he's uptight but also very like uh, um, he's not out really, of sight. Yeah. <laughs> he he's very uh, he his character makes a lot of sense. Like the things he'll say or the things he'll challenge De Niro about. Um and De Niro's just the hothead the whole time. Uh, they work really well off each other. It's a great movie. 
Um, highly recommend it. It's uh, very enjoyable and has some action as well. Oh, there you go. And, and did you did you pick this movie because of uh, the recent passing? I did. Did I you did. say well, you what has he been doing recently? Did you go on a tirade like Podman Ron and start yelling about? And then you're like, I'm going to check out one of his films. Yep. No. No. I, I remember watching Midnight Run. You know. Get, you know. I probably when it came out. And hadn't seen it since. I was like, you know what? I remember that being a good film. Let me go check it out again. And I was right. And it stuck it with you. It definitely okay. holds up. Oh, great. All it right. definitely holds up, even though it came out 30 years ago. Wow. Right in Charles, Charles Grosjean's to prime right there. He will very be good. missed. All right. Well, very good. So uh, highly recommended. Uh, I, I'm sure I have seen. I remember parts of it. But, uh, yeah, it's been a good 30 years or so. Uh, Kevin, do you remember this movie at all? I do not. Uh, I actually was talking to uh, uh, Brian about it the other night, and I do not remember ever seeing the movie. So now I'll have to check that one out as well. Oh my well. God! So Brian has bored you. Brian has bored you twice with the synopsis of this movie, with his review no, of no, this no. movie. No, it was good. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. All right, ninety-four percent uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Uh, Podman Ron, do you remember Midnight Run? Mm. I never watched it. No, I think it would be totally up your alley, though, right, Brian? What's oh, it about? Yeah. Oh no! Oh my god! It's like a it's like a buddy cop movie, except for they aren't necessarily cops. How about that? Isn't that like he's a gay prostitute? Yep. Mm. Midnight run over cowboy. Yep. Midnight run cowboy. They actually made fun of it on Friends. <laughs> yeah, they yeah they were they made jokes about it on Friends. Good one, Kevin. <laughs> No, it's a, it's a, it's a again, I, I would classify it as a buddy cop movie, even though they aren't cops. No, but what did, is that the one where he's a gigolo? No, that's, that's Midnight Mi- Cowboy. That's Midnight Cowboy. Uh, Midnight Run. De Niro's that- a bell bondsman, or a bounty hunter that's working for a bell bondsman. Groden is a, a an accountant that embezzled money from the mob. Wait, which one is John Travolta, though? Which Which movie is he in? That's Urban Cowboy. That's Urban Cowboy. Wait a minute. (coughs) All right. Well, I I think I I would like to check that out as well uh, because I haven't seen it in a while. Again, I kind of have vague recollections of being like, yeah, that's. it it feels like it would be a solid, you know, late 80s, 90s movie like you're talking about. Yeah, I I would say, you know, you think like 48 hours. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Right. 48 hours, Lethal Weapon. This is right in that same wheelhouse. Very enjoyable. You'd love it. Now, how uh, did you how did you watch it, Brian? Was it on a streaming service or uh, HBO Max? Yeah, well, there you go. The gift, Man Ron. the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, you can also watch Clifford there. HBO Max is like our most streamed service right now. Well, you oh. can almost always find it. You know, uh, every time I look for something, I'll, I'll go, you know, it's like, hey, I want to watch this. And I'll, I'll Google, you know. Where to stream this? And it's almost always on HBO Max. No, well, the good people library. at HBO Max. We we love them for all the 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 work, the Lord's work that they're doing. Um, all right, well, well they very, do have all the South Parks. So. Yeah, South Park. They got all the South Parks. <laughs> all right, uh, now Kevin, this is where we're going to give you a chance to to actually participate here and talk because we figure. You've been looking at something, so we're going to go into a segment we like to call What You Looking At? So basically, Kevin, this is this can be a free-for-all. 
uh, video games, movies, TVs, plays, as Brian's evidently trying to get us into, books, tattoos. What you looking at nowadays? What's something you can share with us? Ooh, uh, okay. Um, uh, video game-wise, I've been playing on my uh, Nintendo Switch a lot lately. Uh, I've been playing some Minecraft, uh, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, which has been out for a while, but I actually haven't played it until now. I'm actually at the end boss, so that one was pretty good. Um, I don't know. Have y'all played that? Anyone? I know. Well, I know Brian has. Nope. Oh, okay. No. Nope. I'm, 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 sadly, I'm out of the video game business. Uh, it's okay. essentially uh, like a Ghostbusters game. Oh, okay. It is, so, it is. It is. He's got a vacuum and different accoutrements that he mm-hmm. uses to uh, bust ghosts in this mansion. All right. He does. Louise's haunted yes. mansion? Uh, in Minecraft, um, now Minecraft, do you, I love Minecraft. Uh, I haven't played it in forever. My kids on and off, they'll play it. They're looking forward to some update that's supposed to come out sometime this year, I think, with the, the caves and, uh, yeah. minotaurs yep, or caves. whatever that is. The, yep. uh, uh yep. every guy, yep. guy. Uh, but do you, do you build your world from scratch? Do you play survival mode or do you go into creative mode and kind of just go ape shit with creative mode? No, actually, I just play survival. I yeah. play okay. you know, strictly survival. I like survival more than any of it. Um, creative is fun to go into just to like just mess around a little bit. But I uh, basically, if I'm trying to build something and I want to go make sure it works, I'll do it in a creative sometimes yeah. at first, and then before I burn all the resources in survival. So I'll do that. But uh, been doing that. Yeah. As far as tattoos, um, I've uh, just we've been very busy. Uh, uh, it's been crazy. You would think that uh, COVID would have uh, put a big damper on it, but it hasn't. It's actually been crazy, I guess, for a lot of stimulus money. And of course, it's tax season now. Tax, <laughs> tax season. I know, uh, uh, the, <laughs> it's been good for us. We've been, uh, slammed. And, uh, I appreciate that. So everybody hey. bring all your stimulus money to me. There you go. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give a plug for the, the shop? Uh, yes, it is, uh, Villa Rica Inc. and, uh, uh, right outside Atlanta, Georgia. All right, Villa, Villa Rica Inc. And we'll, uh, yes. we'll, we'll throw you a, uh, we'll, uh, tag you in there and make you try, maybe, uh, try to get Mark Spear over there one day to, uh, to get a tattoo. Hey, let me ask you this. Uh, is there ever been, has anybody ever come in and say, I want a tattoo of blah, blah, blah? And you're like, eh, we're not going to do that for you, buddy. Yeah, you've had one uh, too many margaritas, maybe, or it's just a bad mm-hmm. idea, a bad concept that you know is not going to come out right, or anything like that. Yes, actually, that actually happens more often than you would think, and it could be the margaritas, which is uh, the margaritas, which uh, sometimes <laughs> you just don't want to deal with someone that's that far gone. If someone's had a little bit, I don't care, but you know, you can't come in, you know, you, you can't come in and uh, and, uh, and 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 show your butt because. That won't fly, but um, <laughs> but um, uh, the biggest things are uh, we won't do anything offensive. You know, we're not going to do okay. You know, uh, offensive tattoos or um, things like that. Uh, I won't do a sacrilegious tattoo, just personal preference. You know, you, I'm um, sorry, what was that? You won't do a what? Uh, like a sacrilegious. Oh, okay, you know, like gotcha. Yep. And um, um, you know, things like that. I mean, it can be funny. I I'll do all kind of funny things. Um, uh, and I'll even do crazy things I've tattooed. Uh, hopefully this is one of our one listener. I've tattooed a man's butthole before. So, um, well, I was going to ask um, you how, how far in have you gotten into naughty bits? So it oh, sounds uh, like you got pretty deep did in you, What did you tattoo on his butthole? I tattooed an outline heart, just a simple heart okay. on his butthole. See, I was hoping it was going to be mom. 
Oh, that would have been better. Yeah, that would have been so much better. Oh, was actually the O the, was uh, the middle. Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah. No, and he then if he's lost. if he's flipped over, it would say wow. It's a wet, yeah, wow. There you go. It's dual. It's dual function. <laughs> if, he, if he does a handstand, wow. it'll say wow, mom, wow. Wow, mom, wow. Okay. Or a cartwheel. Yeah, if he does a cartwheel. A cartwheel. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I um, I uh, I've tattooed um, uh, everything just about. Um, strangely, there's a few innocuous places I haven't tattooed, but that's that's it. Have you ever done an um, inside of the lip tattoo? Oh yeah, done tons of those. Done well, wow. Did done you a lot of those. back in the day before it was taken off? Did you? I was always a big Ink Master fan. Did you like Ink Master? Or was um, that sort always, of like, eh? I, I don't. I've lived it. I don't need to be on to watch the competition. Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, okay. I actually do enjoy the show sometimes. It's actually good. I like seeing the art. I like seeing the art and the artists. I like seeing what they can do. Um, some of them were really talented. They could really, uh, uh, push the boundaries and, you know, you just aspire to go towards that. But then you would have some people in there, you're like, oh, they suck. Uh, yeah, but yeah. usually it was the, it, it was the drama that would like, that would turn me off. It's yeah, like, it's I, I, stupid. I don't want to, yeah, I don't. And apparently they, they really like push the drama and really try to hype it up and make it more, you know, for ratings, understandable, yeah, yeah. but. I was never big into that part. I was always more annoyed by that part. Yeah, I, I would always fast forward to kind of the the, the crit, uh, judge critique and all that stuff toward the end of it, where they did their final tattoos. That, uh, yeah, amazing, amazing artist uh, on there. So again, uh, you know, very, very interesting job you have. I'm glad that you're uh, you're you're doing it. Um, oh, thank you. Can I ask a question, Kevin? I don't think I've ever asked you this. But, yes, uh, you can. A, a penis tattoo. Yes. Is that what you want how, on you, Brian? Or are you asking no, if he's no. ever tattooed but a how, penis? How do you get the the scale right? You know. Um, well, that should it, you should it be full scale at you know room temperature, or should it be full scale <laughs> at like thirty below? Um, it's, it's going to be full scale at room temperature, and then after that, it's all up to whatever you want to do with it. So. <laughs> I actually had a gentleman, uh, same man who I've tattooed his butthole. He wanted a, a worm put on the top of his penis so that way whenever he got happy, it would turn into a snake. Oh. I was like, sure, wow. I'll do it. And, and then I did a, a smiley face on the head of his. Well, and why would penis. you not? Yeah, while you're there, go ahead and put the smiley <laughs> face on it. And, uh, he said that was the worst one he's ever gotten. I said, I would, I, yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine. I mean, what well, what could possibly be worse than that? <laughs> well, I also do piercings, and so I have also I stabbed them as well. So wow. and I am well, I'm Prince, a Prince Albert, man. Prince Albert, Ampelang, Apodravia, diodes, all of it. Frenums. I'm 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 a mean mean man. I will I will stab you in the penis for money ah, or vagina. Okay. I don't care. There you go. <laughs> Again, the most interesting job of all uh, of, of all of us here, I think. That's that's, that's fascinating. Um, well, great. Thank you for sharing those stories, Brian. I know you've got a what you're looking at that you're very anxious to tell us about. Break some news I about am. some arcade stuff here. Yeah, but it's going to be hard to follow up, Kevin. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We should have waited to the end to find out about sorry. the butthole piercings or <laughs> whatever. The butthole oh, no, piercings. I, I have done that as well. I've done this well. Really? Sorry, yes. Oh, yes. Pierce buttholes. What's the point of that? Nobody can see it. 
Uh, well, somebody can buy a piece of maybe see it. I'm not sure who, but it was, yeah, I saw it when I did it, and then um, other people maybe see it. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> well, again, very difficult to follow that uh, those uh, those stories and experiences. Uh, but what I'm looking at is uh, I purchased this. I saw it online. It kept popping up a few times on my uh, my uh, like Facebook feed and other places. Uh, but it's the Evercade uh, uh, handheld retro gaming system. And so what it is, it is a handheld game, kind of like, uh, you know, Game Boy. Uh, its orientation, though, is, is you know, uh, rectangular. So it looks like a Switch, but just much smaller, and Nintendo Switch, but smaller. Uh, but it's a cartridge-based um, handheld gaming system. And what they've done is they've gone and got licenses to... 8-bit and 16-bit games from, like, the 80s and early 90s. I think the latest game property they have, well, there's an asterisk, but the latest game property they have is, like, uh, like 96. Well, uh, so they, they don't... Uh, all the 80s and 80 games are the best stuff. Nobody wants all that crazy shit. I'm sorry. Oh, there you go. So, but <laughs> you won't you won't Podman Ron up on that one. I know, I know. But what's cool about it is obviously it's very it's it's very inexpensive. I think the uh, the system on Amazon is ninety nine dollars, uh, and it comes with the first three volumes of games. Each cartridge retails for about twenty bucks, and it has between like six and twenty games on it. And the packaging is cool because it almost looks. Like uh, encyclopedia esque, the gate the packaging does, and they're all na- they're all numbered as volumes. So and they've got like um, they've got two volumes of Atari games, you know. So you've got Centipede, you've got Millipede, you've got uh, Galaga, Galaxian, you've got um, uh, like Missile Command, that sort of thing. So that was volume one. Volume two, they went and did and re-released, they, but they did the 2600 games. So you had Centipede, but Centipede 2600 ah. with the better graphics, right? So it's really like you're getting kind of like the history of gaming. Um, they've done two Namco, uh, two Namco volumes, one with Pac-Man, uh, Dig Dug. Um, 2600 was the low graphics. 5200 would be the better graphics. No, there was Atari, then 56, then 2600, then 5200. Yeah. They have not done a 5200 yet. 2600 was the original Atari. The 5200 was the advanced Atari, but, the, you know, that was towards the end of it. Um, then they've got, so then they've done a, a Data East collection with, like, Burger Time, uh, Bad Dudes, uh, Caveman Ninja. They've done two Interplay collections. Interplay's famous for Earthworm Jim. Uh, they did uh, a Tex collection, which has got Double Dragon 1, 2, 3, uh, Super Dodgeball. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool. They, so far, they've done 20 volumes. Um, and yeah, the games are like 20 bucks each. They come in a really nice box. They've got a... Uh, each one has like a booklet in it, which which gives you like the game information but also like like interesting facts about the games that are on the cartridge um and they've just announced coming out in the fall they're going to do well uh, let me the the handheld unit actually has an hdmi out okay it's got a charging dock it's got a headphone speaker 
and an HDMI out. out. So you can literally hook it directly to the TV and play on the big screen with okay. the uh, handheld as if it's your controller. So really, really cool. Um, but they're now they've announced they're coming out in the fall. I believe it's in October. Pre-orders go start uh, next week. I believe on the 27th. But for also $99, you get the um, a console which looks you know similar to a, an original Nintendo uh, NES with two controllers and it connects to your TV and it'll hold two cartridges at a time. Oh, okay. Uh, and play on the TV. And with it, what they're doing is is pretty interesting. Yeah. They're going to they're going to release. Um, the game, the next wave of games, the binding is blue instead of the original red, because it's going to be the Atari. I'm sorry, the arcade versions. Oh, so okay. where where you had on the Data East collection, you had the uh, Nintendo uh, NES version of Burger Time. If you get the Data East blue blue binding that connects to the TV, it's the arcade version of the game. Okay. So real. Uh, very impressive, very uh, low cost, and, and from like a uh, a collector factor, pretty genius. What the hell just? Bugman runs on the loose, people. The, the only other thing I would add is there. Uh, they've also got some studios that are making games. They're making current games, um, but in the eight and sixteen bit format. Hmm. Which is pretty cool, and so they're releasing those as well. So you are getting some new material, too. All right, well, yeah. it's interesting. I bought um, last, I think for last Father's Day or so, I bought myself the uh, Sega Genesis <laughs> thingy, Ouch. and yeah, uh, yeah I, I played it for a couple of months, and then that's it. Then it's just sitting there. So I, I mean, I. Uh, from the nostalgia part of it, it's all fun and good, but I don't, I don't know if I want to go back to playing old Atari games. You know. Well, here's here's ah. the thing for you, Brad. Yes. Two, two. It's first. It's handheld. Yeah. So you don't have to like. All right, I gotta sit down on the TV, plug this thing. I can up. sit down I can on the sit, crapper. I yeah, exactly. I gotta sit within four feet of the TV because these cords are so short, right? Yeah. You can sit on the crapper and do it, but also. I was gonna say, I'm sorry to all interrupt, but like Gerald Grodin's dead. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just gotta ask you this: Is Gerald Grodin dead? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. No, but like Brian, you're explaining all that, but like that's part of the fun of it. Like I've got a in the nerdatorium I've got is I've got my old Atari 2600 and my old television. And it's fun to play those old games with the the same old controllers and stuff. I mean, anything else, it just wouldn't wouldn't feel the same. And playing it on my phone or playing it on anything else just doesn't feel the same. It just needs to be on that old controller. So. Well, Brad, back to what I was uh, uh, going to say to you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Namco Museum Volume Two has Slaughterhouse Two and Three. Did you ever play Slaughterhouse? I don't think so. Don't it doesn't sound familiar. Is, oh. it like, is it like Circus Circus? <laughs> is it like no. ET? No. Is it like- 
I, I enjoyed Third Circus Circus, though. Seriously, I like Circus Circus. It was a great game. No, Slaughterhouse was uh, basically <laughs> they didn't have the license, but you walk around as Jason Voorhees. You did what? You walk around as Jason. Uh, essentially oh, Voorhees. Jason Voorhees. Oh, okay. You're walking around in like a like a uh, um, a one, you know, like a, a what do you call it? Like a Camp. speed suit. Oh, okay. Speed suit from Venture Brothers. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but uh, and you're wearing a, a hockey mask, and you got a machete or or a cinder block or something, a two by four, and you're you're uh, killing ghosts and monsters. So All right. yeah. All right, very. Right hey, let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Charles Grodin and Dad. Why? Not that I want one, but why can't you? You still can't buy a PlayStation Five or Xbox. X or whatever the, the things are, right? Five. Good Lord. What? Yeah. Why, why are is, these things still, they've been out for like a solid year, right? I mean, they've been out a while, haven't they? Well, Christmas. They came, they yeah. came out of Christmas. They've been launched like before, uh, before Thanksgiving. So, you know, the better part of a year. Uh, it's because, oh. Dave Hardy, you have a theory? Oh, shit. No, I'm trying to find a plug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, <laughs> Uh, it's because there's a there's a uh, a shortage of microchips. Oh yeah, uh, coming out of Japan. Oh, ah, yeah, I've yeah. heard that. So. <laughs> okay, I just wonder because every once in a while I'll get something other that'll pop up on a a news feed or something on the Apple News or Flipboard or whatever about oh you know buy you know plan on buying uh, you know get in first in line at Walmart for on Monday for blah 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 and I'm like wait a minute there's still people lined up for these fucking cabbage patch yeah. kids this is insane well and here's something interesting and this this I ran into uh probably about 6 months ago 8 months ago uh right in the thick of it so like last summer like last uh, early fall, uh, I had uh, somebody I was speaking to as a customer uh, for my day job, but he was taught they actually do um, electric bikes. And, you know, the electric bike stuff blew up during COVID. Yeah. Right. Like the electric bikes, they were like, like they were like the hot commodity. And uh, he had to flip his business model where he was, he was saying, look, I'll buy them. I'll buy them secondhand because I got to have inventory in my store for, to beat demand and I cannot get them from my manufacturers. Uh, and couldn't the, pedal. What? I mean, people couldn't pedal. They had to have electric bikes. Uh, yeah. Electric bikes were the big thing. Well, I guess um, they still are, but he couldn't get them from his manufacturers. And he had said that a lot of the components came from China. And what was happening was China, not to get too political, but in China, they would they would have factories up and running with lights on. They would put they would turn the factory lights on and have a skeleton crew in the factory just to keep the 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 factory the appearance that the factory hmm. was open, even though nobody was actually in it and they weren't producing anything ah. because it was it was so political. With China didn't want to say, "Hey, we've shut down the whole country." Gotcha, gotcha. And so, and so you had these warehouses. So they were like, "Well, we don't understand." China says they're open. China says they have these warehouses, these factories open, and they're having to come back and say they're open. They're not producing anything. So they were literally because I guess satellites and that sort of thing. 
they could see the factories and it's like, well, no, 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 we're <laughs> open. Look, the power's on. The power's on, but there's no trucks leaving. Nobody would go in. No one came out. All right. Right. Really interesting. But, yeah, so same sort of thing. We've got a shortage of, uh, I think, glass, I read. Um, microchips is a big one. Uh, so, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, now uh, my uh, my Xbox, whatever I had um, – it died. I think it, you know, the the brick died on it, and I bought another knockoff one, and it kind of worked, and then it died, and then I was like, okay, I don't got time for this shit anyway. So I haven't I haven't played you know a real console game in a long time. Um, and then if I want if I want a short game while well, I'm taking a shit, then I just whip out the iPhone and play a game on that. I think I don't know. I don't know. I don't I know if I need a new the, console uh, in my life as well. The I'm Evercade saying. for ninety nine dollars. The Evercade might be uh, the right fit for you, though, Brad. It might. It sounds like it would be. I don't know. I don't know. Kevin's I, Kevin spent I, some time on the Evercade while he's been in uh, the Florida studio. But when he's been in the shitter. That's right. <laughs> um, yes, and. And not just then, also sitting on the couch. Oh, okay. Well, nice. there you go. well, see, my problem, and, nice. I, and uh, you can both attest to this, I guess, if I got one of those, again, I'd kind of have to keep it hidden because then one of the fucking kids would want to play it. And I'm like, well, shit, yep. I should have bought the, the two-player console, ga- the blue uh, label version then, right? So yeah. damned if you do, damned if you don't. I'm not going to spend $200 on them, Brian. It's very true. Podman Ryan, anything you're looking at nowadays? South Park. I've been watching South Park. A lot of South Park. On HBO Max. So there you go. All right. Love to watch the yeah. South Park on it. Do you start at the yeah. beginning or do you just pick up uh, some favorite episodes? Actually, I just started real season four. I mean, that's really a funny show. I don't know. I know a lot of you guys dropped it probably about five or six years ago, probably longer, but it's, uh, it's <coughs> worth uh, looking back at. I mean, it's uh, they're really they're really able to uh, you know they turn around the episodes in like a week so they'll they'll take current events and really apply it to them. I mean, I mean right now they they haven't had anything recently. I mean they have the pandemic stuff, but just like one episode for that. It's like a, an hour episode for that. But other than that. So, I mean, if you look at some of the episodes from like a, like a past year or so, it's, uh, or over a year ago, it's, you know, it's some stuff that was in the news at the time, but it's kind of like not so much now, but it's really good. I mean, it's really funny. I, I, I totally recommend South Park. I tried to watch, well, I mean, I did watch the pandemic episode and, uh, I enjoyed it uh, yeah. until it got in. I mean, it, 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 it's like it, it got to a point, I don't know, about 15, 20 minutes in where it was like, all right, now we're just going to go with shock value. It's, it it, really, it, it kind of got boring. Really I, have didn't, a, I didn't even finish it. I was kind of bored during it for yeah, some reason. It's like we don't really have a good take on this, but we've committed to making like a 60-minute episode, <laughs> so we're just going to rely on the shock value of it. And I agree but, with you on that because I, I feel like they've really dropped the ball on the pandemic stuff and the pandemic vaccination and all that. I, I feel like they've really, I don't know, they, they, they were on their best game on both of those. Well, the, that, I, I feel like they the really first, should have, 
20 minutes of that episode, 15 minutes of that episode was really good. I mean, right. Cartman walking around with the, with the uh, stick and yeah. six feet at people and pushing them out of the way. You know, like the old, uh, like the old people and stuff, you know, the way they were carrying on because they were the first to be vaccinated. So they were acting like they were yeah. like the big shot. But I don't but know. I, I, that I agree that with first pandemic that. episode, when it went to China, the flashback with Randy's yeah, dad Randy, and, and, yeah. and Mickey Mouse. And I was like, this is, this is, what the hell is this? Like it, it yeah, I agree. So. I, I totally agree. Well, I mean, it's South Park, but it's been, I don't know. To me, it's still funny and, and see how far it has come over the past 20 years. Because I mean, you know, it's really gotten really political, but they make fun of everybody. That's what I, I think I really enjoy about South Park. I mean, they make fun of, Conservatives, they make fun of liberals, they make fun of everybody, the Hollywood elite, everybody. And, uh, I wish more people would be like that, but, um, you know, when, when they hit, they hit really good. When they miss, it's still, it's an okay episode. So I, I totally would recommend, you know, if you haven't watched South Park in five or six years, you know, go back and watch some of those episodes. They're really funny and, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. And it's HBO Max, Brad. There so you there go. You go. Gosh, these people well, at HBO Max are really humping it, busting their hump. Did you ever watch the uh, documentary about it, South Park? No, I didn't. Did they have one? Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, what's it called? Like uh, Six Days to Air or something like that. No shit. I but, didn't watch that. Yeah, they, I, I really. It, it walks through guys, the. I really, I really enjoy. I mean, some of the stuff that. Some of the, the episodes are really layered on top of layered of uh story and you know metaphors and everything and uh, it's very uh very cool storytelling so yeah i'd like to watch that it, it just walks through the creation of a of one episode like you said they kind of busted out in a week um so it's like it's, yeah so it's pretty interesting that from concept to actually getting it over to master control to broadcast to comedy central stuff like that's pretty fun but and I, I remember the first time I ever really realized that they they did an episode that fast was when Obama was elected. <laughs> real, out, yeah. Literally, Obama was elected like on a Tuesday night. And on Wednesday night, they had an episode about his election like the next night. So I was like, holy shit, that's pretty fucking fast that they were able to do that that quick. They quick. So, yeah, I mean – Anyway, I, I, you know, South Park to me has never really lost, never really jumped the shark. It's really, it's really a funny show. Continues to be funny. Actually, it's much more funnier than it was back in the day. So, you know, if you want to laugh at everything that's going on in the world, I think it's truly the, the one thing that's left that is not afraid to make fun of everything else. So anyway, that's it. Well, Brad, uh, speaking of uh, animation uh, uh, resurgence, I think you alluded to this last week. My, and I, it's, I guess it's because of Disney Plus, but my kids have discovered The Simpsons. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you know what, Brian? You know what? I'm, I'm glad you said that because, like, a couple of weeks ago, I, I turned it on some – I haven't watched The Simpsons in, like, five or six seasons, and uh, I turned it on – when I was out in the nerdatorium trying to set it up and everything. And like, I was 
kind of enjoying some of the Simpsons episodes that were on. I mean, it, it was really good. More so, recent or what season? Well, I mean, actually, some of the recent stuff wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't bad at all. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, classic Simpsons from the 90s and stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't stuff like that. But it was a lot better than I thought it had been, in, you know, in since the last time I had lost it. I, I'm not, since the last time I had watched it. I mean, it was really, it was really pretty good, and I, I meant to say something about it, but that was like a couple of weeks ago, and I just kind of forgot. So, yeah, so go ahead. But it's, it's funny, like the kids, they'll, they'll get up because uh, they, they, they go pretty late in the morning here. School, uh, school schedules are a little weird, but uh, so they don't really go on the bus till almost nine a.m. But they still get up at like seven o'clock. So they get up, good eat morning. breakfast, and they'll watch like two episodes of The Simpsons in the morning. And uh, so, like, they were watching the, the Sherry Boppins episode the other day, and they had Monorail. Uh, they had um, uh, somebody stop the Planet of the Apes. I want to get off. Yeah. So it's all these, like, classic episodes they've gotten into. And uh, I'm like, man, this is when it was great. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's the season, like, season eight. Like, season seven, season eight, season nine. And uh, uh, they're, like, they're rolling they they love it, um, and it's really gotten me kind of like man, uh, we're, it's kind of that uh, it's resurgence of the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go back and watch some of the last few years. I mean, I mean, obviously they're not as good as they were back in the nineties. Those seasons you're talking about, but like they're not bad. I mean, it's uh, I mean they're not as bad as our they, they were they had started to be there for a while. I mean, they had the uh, Rodney Dangerfield episode where he was uh, Mr. Burns' uh, son. It was fun. It was a good. Well, you know what? The, my problem with The Simpsons, where I started really to stop watching it, was it was kind of like every time you turn around, they had like a guest star. On. Right. And yeah. Like, celebrity like guest stars killed it. Yeah. Exactly. And it was well, kind of stupid. It was like it was pandering, and it was like, okay, this is stupid. I, you know, I'm sick of the pandering. And that's why I quit watching it. But, you know. I want to, uh, I, surely there's got to be some sort of like, uh, just, I thought of this the other day, uh, some sort of uh, like uh, listing of all the jobs Homer's had. And at this point, how many times has he duplicated a job? Right? Because that's always the thing. It's Homer leaves the, uh, Homer quits the nuclear power plant and starts this new career. At well, he never point, really quits. He just starts Mr. Plow. Yeah, he yeah, would like just start a new job, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder how many times at this point he's actually, they've written him starting this, uh, they've forgotten and had him starting the same job again. You know, <laughs> I after, know, right. After 25 seasons, right? Well, but there's, uh, a, there's a South Park episode, it's really funny that they talk about, since we're talking about South Park, that, uh, it's like Simpsons did it. The Simpsons did it, and every time they that uh, one of the characters was trying to do a, like a, a devious scheme, the the other character was like Simpsons already did that. Simpsons already did that. So it's pretty funny. So I mean, they've practically done everything that you could possibly imagine. All right. Well, they have. There's lots of uh, there's well, even this like there's lots of uh, stuff you'll see where you realize. It's something we've said and thought it, it was. It, we made something, you know, made a funny or some some original idea. No, Simpsons did it twenty years ago. 
you know, or, or, or a TV show today is doing something. It's like, no, since they did it 20 years ago. They've already done all this. Yeah, that was that episode. It was like, Simpsons did it, Simpsons did it. So, I mean, it's a funny show. I mean, I, you know, I, like I said, probably, probably the last 10 years I haven't watched it. But when I was just, you know, it's on Disney Plus, so I just turned it on and, was like, eh, it's something fun to have on in the background that you really don't pay too much attention to. And uh, it was pretty funny. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. So, yeah, I well, would highly recommend that. We've listened to the Canyon Arrow song. Canyon Arrow. <laughs> Smells like a steak and seats 35. <laughs> uh, we've probably listened to that song 20 times in the past week or so. So. <laughs> And Kevin, I, I assume you've been asked to do a Bart Simpson tattoo at some point in your life. Oh yeah, I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> Plenty of that. Uh, well, I think that uh, just about closes it out. Uh, well, Brad, yes. Can, can can we've had a milestone? What is our milestone? Florida studio, uh, and it may be the uh, the swan song for another uh, Pod Boy. But uh, intern what? Jacob. Yeah, He's been on his first date. Oh, what? ouch! Wow, his first date. So he, when does he have time between school, two jobs, and a podcast? He has no time for this kind of bullshit. Well, exactly. And so something's got to go. It'll probably be the podcast. But he he wanted to share his experience. Uh, okay, so, you want to wow. put him on the mic? We'll put him on the mic. There we go. As we get uh, get Pod Pod Boy intern Jacob mic'd up here, uh, yep. we'll we'll get to relive relive our own childhoods a little bit through Jacob. Right. It sounds like. Apparently. Apparently. So tell us uh, tell us about this news. Hey, what I said uh, you may not have heard off uh, off mic here, Jacob, is that you have you have school. True. Yep. You got two jobs. Yep. You got a podcast. Yep. And when do you have time to, you know, chit-chat with the fairer sex? That's what I want to know. Uh, guess when I'm not on the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in between school and your job, that's when you're uh, beating you off the women folk. You open yourself up for that one. You open yourself up for that one, Brad. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, so tell us about this. All right. So for the first date, we went to Universal. Who okay. Is she? Uh, it's a girl from my school. You don't know her. <laughs> I, don't know. I hope. I hope we don't know her. <laughs> I may. No, you name? don't. What's her name? Uh, no, I'm not going to dox her. All right. So you went to Universal. Yeah, we went to Universal. Yeah. Uh, it was really nice. Okay. Good time. All right. We rode. Oh, Velocicoaster is nuts. The new did ride. you drive or did she drive? Neither. Father drove us. Father. Dearest okay. father. Father is always karate, getting in the way. You, you karate kid, is it? <laughs> True. Uh, no, but yeah. We rode Velocicoaster. We rode Hagrid's, Doctor Doom, River Adventure, uh, Bilge Rat Barge. It was, it was really nice. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, all right. And uh, you ended it with, uh, hey, this was a lot of fun. Let's do it again sometime. And she said? Yep. 
She said yes. All right. There you go. She said yes. All right. Sounds like a match made in heaven. Brad, Brad, you're you're PG in this. No. (laughs) Only because he's a child. (laughs) Did she get a gift? No. First date. Yeah, but you have to you have to keep in mind. Podman Ron grew up in a time that the first date is probably it's kind of like the tenth date for you, Jacob. Podman Ron moves quickly. Uh, no, first date you got a kiss. You got to move in for the kiss. Man. At the very least, it's a kiss. Yeah, yeah, on the you first gotta date. Move in for the kiss, Jacob. Come on, man. Nah. What do you mean, nah? Nah. That's not, that's not what I mean, but like... He hasn't put up with her shit for like three hours. I know. I mean, the Actually, it wasn't three of. hours. It was more like 12. Oh, oh well, well, that's, well yeah, now, that's yeah, you should have gotten a kiss from second base. Yeah. You should have gotten a, at least a first or second <laughs> base after 12 hours. Kevin, yeah, are you on, with man. us on this one? Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. please stop. That's 12 <laughs> uh, yeah. hours. I mean, 12 hours. On. Jesus Christ! Yeah, would you, you would you want to get more than that gift? Yeah, Jacob. Would you want to get her name tattooed on you by any chance? <laughs> no record tattoos. I can't help you. I don't have the answer. So when's your when's your next date? Uh, we're thinking because we're, so we're both going out of town the next like two weeks together. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. What? That sounds like an excuse, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going out of town, too. <laughs> no, we are. She's going to Colorado, and I'm going to the beach. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And so sometime at the end of that, so like, I don't know, 10th or oh, You got to make a move. You got to make a move at that point, Jacob. Come on, man. Fine. You got to put up with her. You got to put up with her for like 12 put hours. Put up with her. Gotta, yeah. Well, I mean, it my wasn't God. really nice. It's, I mean, it only it's gets like worse, Jacob. We can all attest to that. <laughs> it's not like you're interested in her stories for the next 12 hours. Oh I know. God. Unless I mean, she's talking on. about movies or something, you could really, I mean, it's horrible. And it only gets worse. It does. So you might as well, you know, I mean, if she's not bringing anything to the table that, you know, that she's a female, you might as well go in for the kids. <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) Bringing anything to the table. (laughs) Kevin, do you agree with all this advice that Podman Ron is doling out here? About a a half a bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah, I'm not sure I should agree with anything Ron uh, Ron says right now. Yeah. I I think you're right, Podman Ron. I mean, in today's in today's woke generation that Podman Ron woke. obviously is is in and everything, uh, you got to claim what's yours. You got to claim what's yours, buddy. That's yeah. right. I mean, you know, life is short, Jacob. Yeah, you should watch and this life. movie. Oh, go ahead. Exactly, Brad. But here's the thing, Jacob. Yeah. Unless she's like entertaining. You know what? I mean, you know, just you, you go in for the kiss. Yep. And and that's it. You know, then you're good. You're, you're, she is entertaining, you know? though. I had a lot of fun. We had a lot of Yeah, But what? that'll get old really quick unless you get that kiss. Does she like superhero movies? Yes, she's watched superhero movies. No, 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 no. Yeah, there's a difference. Yes, she likes them. Good Lord. I asked you if she liked them. Yeah, I watched Captain Marvel. 
I didn't enjoy it. Actually, hold up. I have an argument about that. Captain Marvel is not a bad movie. Okay, you know what? You're gonna I'm gonna have to use the tagline on you if you keep on going. It is just Brie Larson. Does she like Captain Marvel? No. Jacob. No. What I tell you to say about Captain Marvel, boy? Again, it is not as bad as you think it is if you just ignore Brie Larson entirely. What's What's her favorite movie, Jacob? Uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. Oh God! Uh. All right, well, put your dad back on. That's Kevin's favorite movie. Just put your uh. just put your father back on. Oh, okay. We're, we're, you've Jacob, disappointed Jacob, us. Jacob, like, no, it's her Jacob. But listen, listen. When's your next date? Like a couple of weeks? Three weeks. Yeah. Okay, Three I want weeks. you. If yeah. you haven't gone in for the kiss, you got to stare in her eyes at that proper moment. Y'all got to sit down. You gotta say, "Hey, we gotta sit down here. Yeah, we we gotta rest for a minute. We gotta rest for a minute. Yeah, and then you sit down and you laugh, and then you go in for that kiss. You just go in for it, man, because she wants it. And she's too shy to go for it. She's too <laughs> oh shy to god. go for it. So you gotta go. I'm not taking this advice. No. Oh my no, god. No. Yeah, she she wants it, Jacob, as he ends up in jail somewhere or another. But I was told she wanted it. <laughs> She was asking no. for it. No. But, but, no. <laughs> oh my but god! Man no, I'm not but, saying it's anything else. I'm saying it's a kiss. It's just a kiss. That's fast <laughs> innocent enough. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Seize the day, dude. Go for the kiss. You won't regret it. And you will not regret it. Go for it. And Jacob, I will regret it. And Jacob, remember this: if you if you don't get the kiss. Then guess what? There's thousands, hundreds of thousands of other chicks out there. Exactly. You ain't got to get exactly. nailed down on this one real so too exactly. quickly. Exactly. You know what? There was a story. There was a guy out there. He made a pass at every girl, and he always said that out of ten girls, at least one would accept his passes. He may get slapped nine times, but there was one that would always accept. There you go, Jacob. That's what you got to aspire to. Yep. All right. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, Jacob. Thank you for that. Be bold, Jacob. Well, I, I think you've gained a new listener because Tamara's going to be one to Tamara's already come through and said, what are they telling him? Right, tell Tamara to tune in at the hour and 30 minute mark. Yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll have a new listener tomorrow. Oh, good. Jacob, to be bold, go with the man. Go for that kid. Yeah, I back. I back what Podman Ron says. So the jump on her and rape her. Go for the kiss. Yeah, just go for the kiss. It doesn't mean yeah. All right. Uh, Kevin, to, Kevin, do you know how we wrap up the show? Do you know this, the phrase to wrap up the show? Hang on. Hang hey, on, hey, Brad. Hey, hey, hang hey, on. We're, we're almost at the two-hour mark. we got to cut oh, it up. I know. I know, but I have to set up. Kevin was a party to this. I was. He witnessed what happened. Yes. I, I had Jacob tell you his side so you could hear what happened at the end. Uh-oh. So, so <laughs> uh, we went... The first couple rides that we did oh, together. God. First couple oh, rides that we about, did together. Is this about Jacob's day? Yes. Oh, first couple no. rides we did together. Please, please, <laughs> so there's, so there's, do not embarrass Jacob, please. So there won't be a kiss? 
So, Jacob, please. You got it. Please do not embarrass your son like this. No. All right. So. I want to know that. I'm going to lock the door or else he's going to run in here again. All right. So, so I, I picked him up in the Jeep. Right, and Kevin was with me. We went, met the family. Uh, like we rode the first couple rides, by, you know, together. They went off about lunchtime, and we really didn't see them again until like little short, you know, for a few minutes when when we ate dinner. We happened to eat dinner at the same place, not at the same table, and then really not again until we left the park at like nine o'clock. And uh, so we had to, you know, we went. We found a place that had pizza. Um, so we, we ate pizza. We didn't get her home until like 11 o'clock at night. And the thing start. we picked her up at like at 830. Um, wow. So they oh. think, you know, kudos to him. He kept her entertained the whole time. But on the way back, she likes musicals. And so, Jacob, you're going to need to step out. Uh, so uh, me and Kevin are driving the back uh, to her house. And, uh. Uh, Ham- like I had it playing different songs and Hamilton came on and she was like oh I love Hamilton oh I love this song and so I played the song and they sang it they both sang it in the back seat so me and Kevin are like and they like they both oh, know every word, every word of it and so then the next song comes on and we're like pulling into their neighborhood and so they're singing it he's singing the, ma- the male parts She's singing the female parts in a duet to each other. Wow. In the backseat. And we pull into her driveway, and, like, she doesn't get out. She doesn't get out. There's, like, nine. It was a minute and 43 seconds. It was a minute and 43 seconds left in the song. And they finished it. Uh, You got to finish the song. They finished it. They're in the back seat. Me and Kevin were so uncomfortable. They're back there singing to each other in the back You guys should have left the car. Well, I was going to say, Brian, why didn't you step out and just open our door and say, get out? <laughs> it's time for you to leave my son alone. It's time for you to go. Me, me and Kevin are like, is this going to stop? Like, are they going to leave? You should have looked at Jacob and said, we'll talk when we get home, son. <laughs> They reminded me of uh, Stranger Things when they sang, oh, yeah. they sang the never-ending story to each other. Oh, my God. It was, it's magical. Oh, it, it gets better because then the, the, uh, Brian's like, well, y'all didn't get out. And then they're like, the doors were locked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Creepy old like, man. Why didn't y'all get out? Because the doors were locked. I was like, what? you just pulled the handle. <laughs> the creepy man locked the doors and made us sing musicals. Yeah, man. yeah. yeah. So, so from her perspective, I think she thought that me and Kevin wanted to hear them finish the song. <laughs> you must, you must sing this song to pay for your ride home. That's creepy, man. <laughs> it was the most bizarre situation. What the hell, Jacob's got it going on, man? He's yeah, moving in. You know, I mean that's. You got to do that kind of stuff to get that kiss. But you didn't get the kiss. Yep. Yeah, I would stay away from musicals if you want to get the kiss, maybe. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, we had to tough. sit there look and well, Look at Jacob. I'm proud of him. First date. Yep. He's got game. He All kept right. her entertained for like 12 hours. That's pretty well, good. Tell him to call me. I'll tell him to call me. Sang a duet at the end. end. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it ends with a music. It's just like a Disney movie or something. It ends with a musical. Yeah, he, he thought he was in a movie. But from her perspective, she thought the door wouldn't open. So the, <laughs> so the song's over with. From me and Kevin. So she's thinking me and Kevin are really enjoying it and wanting her to finish. Yeah. Just let her think oh, that. She thought, oh, she thought she was being kidnapped. She was yeah. song before she uh, get out. Okay. Oh, well, that's, who, who knows that's all the definitely. words to let it go now? Let so, it go. We, let it when, go. When we pulled up to pick her up, her, her parents came out. Her dad came out. And uh, he was like, the shotgun? The land. Oh. <laughs> no, it was just funny because it's me. I didn't think about the dynamic of it. Like, the, we had to go in two cars. So it's me, Kevin, and Jacob picking up his daughter. And, you know, Kevin's sitting there. Kevin's got a big, bushy beard and 50 tattoos. tattoos. Yeah. 50 plus tattoos. And his dad's like, uh, and her dad's like, uh, I was like, he goes, uh, so you're going too? I was like, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to ride stuff. And they'll just probably branch off. He goes, just the four of you? Like me, Kevin. <laughs> It'd be nice if there was a mother to help guide things like, around. No, 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 they're just in another car. So that 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 in and of itself was a little weird, uh, you know. A little awkward. In the beginning. So, but yeah. Yeah, they sang a, a duet <laughs> to each other at the end of the night. That's all I'm proud of getting, I guess. All right. And to us. Jaeger got a job and a girlfriend. Two jobs. Awesome. Two jobs. Two I know. Jobs. I'm going to have to. We'll need a theme song for the Podboy Adventures pretty soon. I know, man. That's a whole so, new segment. Podboy Adventures. <laughs> Podboy Adventures. Yeah, maybe Jacob can sing it. There you go. I was going to say, I think we need to have Kevin back because I was kind of like incapacitated when he talked before. But I'd like to hear more about tattoos and like what people ask for and stuff. I think it's oh an interesting topic. No, I no, I, I, I agree. It's an interesting topic. I, I will be glad to come back. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Well, we we will be more than happy to have Kevin back. Uh, but until next time, Kevin, do you know what to say? I do not. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll be glad to have Kevin back. But until next time, Brian. What was it? Save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast.